Hello and welcome to the Women Who Flourish podcast. My name is Alia and I'm an empowerment coach specializing in confidence and self-love. If really getting to know who you are, own who you are, and love who you are is something that's important to you, then this is definitely the show for you. I'm obsessed with helping women step into the next version of themselves so they can bring out the fire that's sitting inside of them, start taking aligned action, and become ready to receive so much abundance and success. Thank you for being here with me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's grow together. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all well. Uh, Whatever it is that you're doing, I'm really glad that you chose to be here with me today uh, and tune into this episode. Now, I just felt so called to record an episode on this today because I think it's just something that so many people need to hear. Um, It's something that's come up a lot, hearing a lot of conversations about it, friends, clients, and I'm just like, you know what? I really, really have to to talk about this. Um, So this episode, I want to talk, I want to delve into heartbreak, you know, what it is, why it hurts so much, and the things that you can do to help you navigate through the really painful and difficult time of going through a breakup. And when I say breakup and and heartbreak, I'm mainly referring to romantic relationships here. So, you know, the work that I do, I very much take a holistic approach um, with the women that I work with. So, So the work that I do, I very much take a holistic approach uh, with the individuals that I work with, the men and women that I work with. But, you know, most of the time they come to me, for example, and say, hey, I really want to work on building my confidence at work or I'm really stressed at work or I don't know exactly what it is that I want to do, what the next step is for me. So usually, you know, people come to me with one thing that they want to work on. But the way I do it, the way I coach and the way I support clients is by taking a holistic approach to their lives because, you know, I don't believe that we're, you know, just our personal selves or our professional selves. They're not so separate. We're not so separate in those areas. The two really are intertwined. And if something's off in your personal life, it will impact your professional life. And if something's off in your professional life, it will definitely have a knock-on effect on your personal life. So I take the approach of a holistic approach with the people that I work with, because like I said, if something's off in one area, it's going to trickle into the other. So this is where the kind of relationship stuff comes in, because it's something that most of the time just kind of emerges. It comes up at some point, you know, like I said, people will say, hey, I want to work on this area of my life. But then what comes up is actually, I really want to work on this, the romantic area of my life right now, I really want help with it, you know, with guidance of what I want, or the relationship I'm in right now, or, you know, I've just come out of this relationship, and it really hurts, and I need help with this. And so we welcome that together. So because it's been coming up quite a bit, because it's, you know, something I work with my clients on, I really help them to have the tools to help them on their journey. And so really, what I wanted to do is is bring some of those tools uh, into this episode today. Because maybe this is something you're going through right now. Maybe you have a friend or a family member, a colleague who is, has just gone through a breakup, a divorce, um, and they're struggling right now. As painful as it is, sometimes we can actually make it more painful ourselves. And I'll talk about that on the episode today. There are things that you can do that make it more bearable, if I can say, you know, that, that ease the pain just a little bit. Now, 
you know, nowadays, we just expect such quick fixes, right? You know, we just expect things, we just expect, you know, anything really that we want to order, we have within like a click of our fingers, right? Whether it's like food, whether it's like transport, like getting somewhere, it's an Uber, whether it's just anything we want to order online, like some food, everything is just so quick for us, right? We just have to like press a few buttons and and it's there. But some things need time, some things can't be rushed. And one of those things is healing. One of those things is recovering from a heartbreak. You know, it's important to give yourself time. You know, if you listen to this episode and think, ah, okay, well, this is going to give me a quick fix and everything I need, boom, it's all good, then you're going to be disappointed. I think we can make our lives so much better and easier when we manage our expectations in life. And we we realize, okay, you know what, sometimes this is going to take a bit of of time and by doing that we're showing kindness towards ourselves and it will help in the process why is heartbreak so painful why does it hurt so much when we are going through heartbreak when we're experiencing that we've just had a breakup you know it it takes over our world it's it's shattering and studies have shown that you know our brain actually registers emotional pain of heartbreak in the same way as physical pain so this is why, you know, you can actually feel physical pain. You can even feel pain in your heart. Like this is so, so, so painful. That's because it is, you know, when we're in love, it can be, you know, love is an amazing feeling. Love is addictive. It, it, it puts you on a high, you know, mainly because of all the hormones we have dopamine, we have oxytocin, we have serotonin, we have all the happy hormones, which make us feel really happy and connected to someone. And these are always, you know, elevated. They're, they're higher when, you know, we're, we're in love. And then what happens is, you know, we go through a breakup and then suddenly we have a big dip in those hormones. You know, we're not having that, that high, that, that drug that, that love gives us. And so suddenly our body's in shock. We're like, what, what is going on? And, and really what, what else happens is that our cortisol level, which is the stress hormone increases. So all the good feel good hormones, they go down and the stress hormone increases. And that's when you know, you can very easily experience things like anxiety and and nausea and and weight gain because, and and these are some of the symptoms that are associated with heartbreak. So that's one thing to realize, you know, your body almost goes into shock um, when this person is, is no longer in your life. And I kind of want to talk about some other reasons as well as to why it's so hard initially, you know, why it's so painful having a heartbreak why is it that it hurts us so much and I was kind of reflecting on this earlier and I was like you know what are the what are the reasons why is it that it hurts what what's going on in our lives and these are some of the reasons that I that I came across so first of all you know the reason why it's so painful is because, you know, when we're in a relationship, you don't think it's going to end. Well, at least you don't go in with the intention of, hey, this is going to end one day. You start something and you hope that it's going to go somewhere and hopefully be, you know, your person. So, you know, with this person, you make plans, you create things together, you have memories together, you've, you know, have you've actually mapped out what your life could be like together. So in your, in your mind, your life is moving in a certain direction. And then suddenly the plans you had in place, they're no longer there. And so you're like, wait, what? What does my life look like now? Where am I going now? We had this figured out together. We had an idea of how my, had an idea of how my life was going to be. It's not that way anymore. So now what? 
So that's one of the reasons. It's shocking. It's now like, I feel lost now. You know, secondly, uh, because, I mean, of course, like any relationship, you you almost, you know, create like a routine together. You know, you maybe you text them first thing in the morning, you know, you start your day by talking to each other. Maybe you check in with each other throughout the day with, you know, sending photos to each other. You know, when something happens in your day, they're the first person that you share it with. It becomes a part of your routine. It becomes the norm. Uh, maybe you see them on certain days, like in the evening, you're together and the weekends, you're together. And then suddenly that person isn't there anymore. And now your routine is disrupted. And that also causes a big shock because we're like, huh? I'm so used to just checking in with that person. I'm so used to going to that person. I'm so used to picking up my phone to speak to that person or or putting them into my, my plans. And, and now they're no longer there. And what makes heartbreak even more painful is, is when we put another person on such a pedestal. And what do I mean by that? Well, you know, when we're in love, we just think that, you know, there's no other person in the world who I can have a connection with. There's no other person in the world who I can get on so well with and they understand me and, and get me and we have this friendship and we laugh and you know, in our minds, we just feel like they're the only person in the world for us. They're, there's no one else that can do that. You know, now that they've gone, I've lost that and I'll never get that again. And I'd be very curious to know if this, this resonates with you, if this is something you, you feel like, yeah, that's definitely something I'm going through. So when we put someone on such a pedestal and feel like they're the only person in the world that can give us those things and provide us with that emotional support, mental support, you know, whatever it is, then it hurts so much more because we think, right, I'm never going to have that again in my life. And to tell yourself something like that, it, it's big, like it's huge to kind of create that reality for yourself and tell yourself that narrative, that story of that's it now, because this person's gone, I'm never going to have that again. Now, I don't think it's just the person who who's on the receiving end of a breakup, you know, because it's either like, okay, well, he ended the relationship or she ended the relationship. No matter who ended the relationship, I think there's still heartbreak involved. Even if you were the one who decided to end the relationship, you can very you can very much be heartbroken. It's not just the one on the other side of it. Also, as a person who makes that decision, you are also heartbroken because there's a reason why you decided to end the relationship. There must have been things that happened along the way that hurt you, that wasn't serving you, that you said, this is enough for me. I can't do this anymore. And of course that's painful. That's heartbreak right there. You know, it's not necessarily heartbreak at the end of the relationship. It can also be heartbreak throughout and during the relationship. And then you just decided to take that step of, okay, this is enough for me. So what I want to do on this episode today is talk about some do's and don'ts when it comes to going through a heartbreak, when it comes to going through a breakup. Uh, as I said, it's not necessarily like, right, do all these things and then you're going to be fine and happy. No, it's about, you know, taking your time with it. These are some things that are going to ease the pain and, and make it easier for you. Because we shouldn't just have these expectations that, they, you know, our problems are just going to go away instantly. No. But if there's things that we can do to ease the suffering and ease the pain, then it's important to love ourselves and value ourselves enough to do that for ourselves, even if it's really, really small. So the first one I want to start with when it comes to what the do's are is give yourself time. You know, when we talk about time is a healer, it really is. 
when you're fresh in a breakup, when it's raw, you know, you think that that's it. You're in a, in a time and a place where you think that it's never going to feel good. It's never going to get better. It's always going to be this painful, but that's not the reality. That's not the truth. Over time, it, you will feel better. Things will get better. And, you know, again, in life, we if we have the expectation that things are going to be great all the time and we're going to be happy and our life is going to be smooth sailing, then we're going to get knocked down a lot more. It's going to be a lot more painful than if we can almost anticipate that things are not always going to go in, go our way. You know, that, that life is has obstacles. Life has challenges. Life throws curveballs at us. Yes, we might have planned something and had a you know image in our mind of how the relationship should have gone, but it didn't. So if we can honor the fact that okay, this is a time in my life now where things aren't on a high because we we have peaks and troughs in life. You know, we we have highs and we have lows. So if you kind of acknowledge the fact that well, this is a low for me right now, it will help to ease the suffering because you're realizing that it's not always going to be a low. After the low, there will come a high. There will be a better time. So that's the first thing. Give yourself time and be patient with yourself. Number two is practice self-care. So do things that are good for you. Now, when we're in a place of feeling awful, you know, if we feel rejected, we feel lonely, we feel sad, angry, upset, we kind of want to just wallow in our misery. We just want to be like upset. We just want to feel what we're feeling and just be like, no, I don't want to do anything good for me. Leave me alone. I want to stay like this. And, you know, it's easier to do the feel good stuff when you are feeling good, right? It's harder when we don't feel good. It's harder to, to do the things that make us feel better when we're in a low place. But that's when it's needed even more. That's when it's for you to to give yourself that push and say, you know what, I am going to do things that are good for my mind, that are good for my soul, that are good for my body. And that can be things like eating well, like eating healthily. That can be things like moving and exercise. I really can't emphasize enough just how much doing exercise, doing some kind of physical activity is just works wonders for you. You know, whether you're feeling angry, you're feeling sad, you're feeling stressed, you're feeling overwhelmed, moving your body and exercising is just like, it's, it's life-changing. It, it, it's trans- it really can switch up your mood um, even within a few minutes. I personally love doing yoga. I think yoga is incredible in terms of making the mind-body connection. And I feel like by even, you know, the thing with yoga is, it helps to slow down the mind, you know, especially when we're going through such a difficult time, our mind goes into overdrive. We're thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking, but doing something like yoga where you're slowing down the body, it actually helps to slow down the mind and it helps to connect the two. And you feel so much more at peace, so much more balanced and so much more grounded. So self-care can look like that, you know, going to a class, going to a meditation class. It can be giving yourself some time off if you need it. Let's say you're working and you just can't, deal with how you're feeling, take some time off, go away for a couple of days, you know, get out, do something that is kind for you. So number three is probably one of my favorite ones. And that is to reflect on the lessons that this experience gave you. 
Now, with anything in life, anything that we go through, especially a relationship, there's so much that we, there's so much, there's so many ways in which we can grow. So anything that we go through in life enables us to grow in some way, uh, whether we think it's been a positive experience or a negative experience, there's been some growth that has come from that. What that's done is it's built us up in some way. You know, it's given us tools, it's given us strength, it's given us something that is getting us ready for the next chapters of our lives, right? Because we're always moving forward in life. We're not stagnant. It's so powerful when you can take a step back and reflect on what that relationship brought to your life. Now, I know this one is painful. We might not want to delve into it. We don't want to. We might just feel angry or it's painful even to think of the good times. But it's important because, again, you know, the sad reality to admit is that not everyone is supposed to be in our life forever. And I think it's really hard to hear that, uh, especially when it is someone that you love and you feel so deeply for and you feel like this person is going to be my person forever but some people, you know, if you think of life kind of like a train, is that some people get on the train and they're with you for a certain amount of time. And uh, yeah, some people are with you and they get off at certain times. Some people might go all the way, but some people just, just are with you for a certain amount of time on your journey. They play a role. They have a role to play in your life. And then that's it. Now, some lessons are more painful than others. And I think often the the heartbreak, the ones that are most painful, the ones that's most shattering are the ones that teach us the most. So let's focus on some of the more positive lessons first. You know, maybe this person came into your life and they brought you a lot of good. You know, they really helped you to believe in yourself when you didn't believe in yourself before. Maybe they really helped to guide you. And when you were feeling lost and you, you know, needed advice and support on what to do and where to go in life, they were that person for you. They were there for you in a time when when you, you needed them. And maybe they introduced you to new things in life and that helped you to learn and grow and learn more about yourself. So that person brought a lot of goodness into your life. You know, that's why they were there to teach you so much, to help you, to help you to get to that next step, that next stage in your life. So there's so much that came from that. And and that person played that role in your life. So that's the more sort of, I'd say, positive and sort of happier lessons. But at the same time, there could actually be very negative experiences in a relationship, which have taught us other kinds of lessons. You know, maybe being in that relationship, you accepted way less than you deserve and you know that you know that you put up with so much more than you should have maybe you accepted a lot more than you should have maybe your boundaries just got completely blurred you lost your identity you made that relationship your everything everything else got put on pause you know your interests your friends Um, the things you like doing, everything else just got put on hold because your whole world became your relationship and everything just became out of balance. And so the lesson here is about saying, well, clearly making this whole relationship your world and forgetting everything and everyone else doesn't serve you. 
it isn't good for you because you ended up just feeling burnt out. You ended up feeling exhausted. You ended up losing a lot in your life. Maybe it's to teach you that going forward now, you need to value yourself enough to actually speak up for yourself when things are uncomfortable or when you notice something that doesn't feel right in the future. Instead of ignoring that, you're going to listen to that. So that's a lesson as well. So there's so much that we can reflect on, whether it's a good, whether it's not so good. There's a lot that you can learn. There's a lot that you can gain from looking back at a relationship and, and thinking about what exactly happened in it and, and what you learned from it. So reflect on the lessons is another one. That's number three. Number four is practice self-compassion. So as I said at the beginning of the episode, you know, we can go through really challenging times in our lives, but what makes it so much worse? Like we're, we're already in pain. We already feel miserable. We're already hurt. But what makes it so much worse is how we treat ourselves during that challenging time. So we're already in pain. We already feel like a mess. We're already distraught. But then we start to put ourselves down. We start to say things like, why did I do that? How did I not see all the signs? I'm so stupid. How could anyone love me again? I'm never going to find love again. I am so angry. I give up. I'm fed- you know, we just blame, 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 maybe blame ourselves, shame ourselves, feel guilty, put ourselves down, constantly criticize ourselves. That is just adding to the pain. It's like putting a knife in the wound. You're already hurt. And the, the worst thing you can do is be unkind to yourself and treat yourself like that during that time. So it's important for you to practice self-compassion. Be kind to yourself. You know, if your friend was going through a breakup, Is that what you would say to them? Would you tell them like, like, how could you do that? How couldn't you see the signs? I told you so. Maybe you would, but if that's the kind of friend you are, I'd kind of say maybe reconsider the kind of advice that you give, the things you say. But on the whole, I'd like to think not. You know, I'd like to think that you'd show compassion towards someone you love. And it's, you know, we so easily give that love to other people, but we don't give that love to ourselves. So during that time, you know, it's important for you to remember that you did the best that you can, that you could at the time. You did what you knew at the time. You now know better. So moving forward, you can behave differently. You can make better choices. But at the time, that's what you chose to do. And so you can't go back into the past. So instead, just show yourself compassion. Number five is a big fan of this one. And this is feel what you need to feel. This is so, so, so important. Now, I personally am guilty of this, which is why I emphasize it so much. Um, Years ago, I was someone who, you know, I just wasn't really in touch. I just refused to uh, acknowledge the more painful emotions. I choose to push them to the side. I didn't know didn't want to deal with them. And I didn't know how to deal with them either. So I would just pretend that everything was fine. Just get on with my busy life, get on with the things I need to do. But the thing is with that is that you don't stop feeling the way that you do. It just gets buried inside and it ends up creeping up on you in other ways. So if how you feel isn't expressed, if you're not releasing that, then it will stay with you and actually manifest in ways that are even worse for you. So you have to 
be in touch with whatever it is that you're feeling. Now, there are five stages of uh, grief, um, which I won't go into in this episode. It's something that you can very much, you know, read up yourself. Um, But just to kind of give an overview, the first one is denial. The next one is anger. The next one is bargaining, then depression, and then acceptance. So there are a number of phases that you go through when you're experiencing a breakup and so you'll naturally it will be an emotional roller coaster you'll be experiencing so many different emotions and it's important for you to acknowledge them and feel them express them so if you're sad allow yourself to cry if you're sad you know speak to someone if you're lonely speak to someone, reach out to a friend, reach out to a family member, speak to someone about how you feel. If you're angry, scream, (laughs) scream into a pillow. It's a great one. And also write. Journaling is such a powerful way to release emotions, um, express how you're feeling, especially like, for example, if you're angry and you write an angry letter, you know, to that person, you don't need to send it to them. Don't send it to them. Um, but just write down everything that you're experiencing in that time, write that letter to them. If you're sad, write it down, write down all the reasons why you're feeling sad, why you're feeling hurt, why you're feeling upset, write it down, release it. So allow yourself to feel all the things that you need to feel. Don't push it aside. Don't act busy trying to pretend that I don't have time for my feelings. You know, if you don't make time for your feelings, your feelings will make time for you and they'll come up and creep up on you uh, when you least expect it. Now, with number six, you know, from the first five already, I've kind of shared very practical tools and tips of things that you can do to feel better and navigate the situation more. But this one is really about surrendering, which I think might be the hardest one, uh, especially when because, you know, we want to have control. We love to have control of our lives knowing what's happening, knowing what's next, knowing what to do next. And, but one of the most courageous and boldest and bravest things you can do on your journey is to surrender. Whatever that means for you, like if you, whatever higher power, if you believe in higher power, it is for you to surrender to them. So that could be to God. It could be to the universe. It could be to whoever you believe is something bigger, something greater than yourself surrender and just trust that this painful situation happened for a particular reason this person was meant to come into your life for a reason and they're no longer there for a reason but trust that there's a reason for this now when we're fresh out of a breakup it's very hard for us to see what the reason is but later down the line it becomes clear So trust that if it wasn't meant to work out, it's because there's something better that's coming your way. Having that trust. And last but not least on the do's before I get onto the don'ts is seek professional help. Now, you don't need to go through this alone. We never need to go through anything in life alone. If you're feeling like you're finding it really, really hard to cope with the situation, you feel it's out of your control. You've gone to friends and family Yes, they're showing you love, they're showing you support, but they don't exactly know what to do. Um, Because often, you know, our friends and family, they don't always know the best thing for us. And that's not in a bad way or from a bad place, but 
if they're emotionally involved, they're emotionally attached to you, it can be very hard. It can be harder for someone who's close to you and knows your world and know you to really help you to see things objectively. And also a professional has another way of helping you to navigate through. So whether it's a therapist, a counselor, a coach, a healer, don't be afraid to reach out and get support. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It, if anything, it takes a lot of strength to reach out to someone and say, hey, I need help. Okay, so those are the do's. And now I'm going to move on to the don'ts. What are the things that you shouldn't really like ideally do once, well, when you're experiencing a breakup, when you've just ended a relationship? Okay, so number one, avoid the temptation to rebound. Now, look, I get it. It's like you feel alone you feel sad you miss someone you want to text someone you want to message someone you want to meet up with someone have that comfort have that you know the compliments the validation suddenly that's not in your life anymore and it can be so 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 tempting to just say hey you know what hey I know that person or I'm going to look for someone else I'm just going to meet someone else someone new now there's absolutely no judgment here this isn't coming from a place of judgment and saying hey you shouldn't rebound but I'm just going to advise you to just double think and just think things through a little bit more before you do that. Because often the, the reason for rebounding is because we want to fill that gap, fill that void. But when you come from a place of, hey, I just want to forget this person and just meet someone new, you know, your cloud, your mind is clouded. Your judgment is clouded. You might end up just going for the first person that you see or someone who's just there or, you know, some you just overlook red flags or overlook things because you're just like, yes, I really want that comfort. I really need that right now. And yes, it might be good in the short term. You know, you're getting your quick fix. You're getting your boost and all that. But in the long run, you might just end up finding yourself in a situation that you don't really want to be in. And you're like, oh my gosh, I actually don't want this. Or I thought it would be a distraction, but it's not. And now I'm just in a messy situation. And it's also not great for, for both people involved. So yes, it can suck to feel like I don't have anyone right now, but you know, but go through that. When I talked earlier about feeling what you need to feel, even loneliness is part of that. You know, we can often feel very lonely when we've had a breakup, bored even as well. It's like, hey, I don't have that person to hang out with all the time. I'm bored. I'm lonely. Yeah, allow yourself to feel those things. No one wants to feel bored or lonely. But sometimes, you know, if it's if it's, if it's part of the breakup, it's part of what you're going through, then it's needed. Rather than just giving yourself a quick distraction for a boost, enable yourself to feel that. You know, like I said, not we're not always going to feel great all the time. So avoid the temptation to rebound um so go through this tough and, and painful situation feel the things you need to come back to yourself and when it comes to meeting someone new you will come from a much better place you'll you'll have more clarity you'll have more idea of what it is that you want you'll show up in a, a much better way for yourself as well so avoid the temptation to rebound the second don't is do not blame yourself. Again, this is talking earlier about lack of self-compassion. We can easily fall into that mode of like, I should have done more of this. If only I did this. If only I didn't do that. Why did I do that? Why? 
you're going to get yourself in a really a cycle of self-sabotaging and it's just not good for you. It's not kind for you. So let go of the blame. Again, you did what you did at the time. So take away the blame and show yourself compassion. Number three, avoid the urge to keep reaching out to them. Again, this is something to be very, very tempting. It's just like, can you're so used to them? You don't have closure. You want that clarity. Why? Why did this happen? Where are you? Talk to me. Explain to me what's happened. I need to talk to you, but avoid that. You know, don't keep reaching out to them. Often the reason why we do that as well is because we want some kind of closure. You know what? Sometimes in life, we just don't get closure. Sometimes you have to give yourself that closure. Sometimes it's up to you to say, you know what? I've just accepted it's over because you could wait a lifetime for someone to give you closure. Maybe that person who's broken up with you, maybe you'll never know the truth. Maybe you'll never know the real reason. Resist the urge to keep reaching out to them, respect their boundaries, respect their space and have some space for you as well. The next don't, uh, number four is do not obsess over them on social media Now, I feel like breakups nowadays are probably so much harder than they were like 20, 30 years ago, because I feel like back then in that generation, you know, they would break up and then they maybe wouldn't see that person again, or they don't know what's happening in their lives. Or, But now, you know, if we break up with someone, we can literally pick up our phones and see what that person is up to, who they're with, where they are. And it's just not great. It really isn't great for your mental energy. And you know the drill. I mean, you break up with someone and then what happens? You're constantly seeing, have they posted a story? Have they watched my story? Have they seen what I'm doing? Have they seen me living my best life? <sighs> Again, it's like, it's it's draining. It's, it's eating up your mental energy. You don't need to do that. You don't need to, to cloud your mind with that. So I know people, this is a bit of a confusing one. It's like, well, what does that mean? Do I delete them off Instagram? Do I you know, it's civil, we don't need to delete each other, do we block each other, delete each other, unfollow, like, what do we do? I mean, it's, it's completely up to you. And, but it's for, this is you dealing and going through the breakup in the best way for you. So if you need that space, then do whatever it is that you need to do to give yourself that space. It could be, you know, muting them, for example, maybe it is unfriending them, because even then you keep going on their on their account and looking at all their, their photos. So, you know, and, and, you know, social media isn't the true reality, you know, and it can be even more painful of anything, because you might see them out and about all the time, you might be trying to figure out who are they with, <laughs> whose bag is that? Um, and what you see isn't the reality. You know, just because they look like they're living their best life and having the best time and they're happy without you, it doesn't mean that they are. And so it can just give you quite a skewed view of, of what is actually happening. So you don't need to do that to yourself. So don't obsess over watching them on social media. And last but not least, uh, don't try to pretend that everything is okay. You know, as I said before, it's very important for you to feel what you need to feel. You don't need to be a superwoman or even superman if there are men listening to this. It's okay to feel low. And it's important to acknowledge that as well. It's important to acknowledge. I think one of the best things you can do for yourself during a breakup is acknowledge the fact that, hey, you know what? This is a painful time for me right now. This is just an awful phase of my life. This is a painful 
phase of my life right now. And I think if you can do that, it's going to make things much easier for you because you're not in constant denial and constant resistance and trying to keep pushing through and making things better and feeling happier, just sitting when the, accepting the fact that this isn't a great time for me right now. So don't try to pretend that everything is okay. Be kind to yourself and acknowledge everything that you're experiencing. So those are my do's and don'ts when it comes to going through a breakup. I really hope that this has given you some lights and has helped you to think and realize some things that you can do to help ease your situation. Now, I truly believe, and I know this for a fact, actually, that breakups can be a hugely pivotal moment in a very positive way in your life. And we might not want to accept that, but it's the reality. Sometimes breakups can actually be the best thing that can happen to a person. Let's be honest, when when you're in a relationship, um, as great as it is, there can be some not so great parts of it. You know, you kind of, you can maybe lose yourself. You can kind of put your dreams and things on hold or not get really, not get clarity on what you want because you're just kind of you and them and you've kind of forgotten who you are and what you want. But when the relationship ends, this can then give you clarity on all those things. You can then be like, hey, I now have my time for me. I now have my space to figure out what it is that I want in life. What have I been putting on hold? What have I been sacrificing? What is it that I haven't really been thinking about? And now that I have all this time, what do I want to do with it? You know, maybe there's been opportunities that have presented themselves to you, but you haven't taken them. Maybe you've wanted to try a new hobby, you know, learn a new skill, but you haven't prioritized it because you've always been, you know, putting the relationship first. So now you have that time to give to yourself, to get to know yourself more, to maybe travel or go away, meet new people, start a new course, you know, study. There's so many things like the world is your oyster. You know, we can often, you know, the danger is making someone your whole world, your whole universe. That's a lot of pressure to put on one person. And, you know, there's 7.8 billion, I double checked today, (laughs) 7.8 billion people in the world. And so, you know, there, I'm telling you, there is definitely more than one person in this world that you can vibe with, that you can chill with, that you can be best friends with that you can have a really great connection with I absolutely promise you that so you know this is a time for you to pour into you figure out who you are I think it's a very exciting chapter and say wow what do I want to do in my life now who am I now who is this version of me now now that I'm not in a relationship what can I do with my life what do I want to do with my life and it's a time for you to to explore that so it's a time to really explore so Yeah, I really have seen people go through the biggest glow ups after going through a breakup um, to put a positive spin on it. I've I've been talking a lot about the heaviness uh, this episode, but I also want to highlight that there's been so many glow ups uh, that have happened post breakup. And so it can massively be possible for you as well. Um, It's just about, like I said, reframing and just taking a different perspective on the situation, um, what you're going through. So I would really love to hear your thoughts on this episode. I really, really would. Um, If it's helped you in any way, if it's resonated with you, 
if it's something you needed to hear right now, or maybe there's one tip in particular, one thing that I shared that you're like, I'm really going to implement this in my life. Uh, this is something I needed to hear right now, then please do reach out to me. I really love receiving messages from you guys on Instagram, uh, sharing with me. You can drop me an email of, you know, how you, how much you enjoyed the podcast and what you took from it. Cause I love to connect with you guys. And also it helps me to know, you know, what to talk about more as well and, and which areas to focus on. Um, so I'm sending you a huge hug, so much love. Um, if you're not doing so already, follow me on Instagram, coach underscore Alia, and drop me a message there as well. You know, just say, hey, let me know how you found this episode. Uh, sending you so much love, so much light and massive hug. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified when each episode is released. And if you have any friends or family who you know would really benefit from this episode, then do share it with them too. If this episode resonated with you in any way, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes to share your feedback. I hang out on Instagram a lot, so if you have any questions or if you'd like to share any thoughts on any of the episodes, feel free to drop me a message there on coach underscore Alia. See you on the next episode.